Welcome to Genomics Now, a podcast series where you can learn how genomics is developing in England's NHS. This podcast series, recorded in 2021, is part of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Services Educational Toolkit. In each 10-minute episode, we explore what is changing in genomics. We answer the questions on genomics we've been asked by the different healthcare professionals. We talk about the ways genomics may impact different healthcare roles and how genomics can be used to successfully improve patient care. I'm Anwar Khan. I'm a GP in the East End of London. And hello, I'm Dahlia Hopmeyer. I'm a Genomics Clinical Fellow at Great Ormond Street Hospital. And this is episode five of the Genomics Now podcast series in primary care. And what we're going to talk about today is pharmacogenomics, um, which is something that is becoming um, more mainstream and a lot of people are more aware of now than they used to be. So, Dahlia, what is pharmacogenomics? So pharmacogenomics is using genomic information to predict an individual's response to medication. So this can help to predict which patients are at risk of adverse reactions, and it can also help to tailor doses of medications. Um, there are many different biological pathways involved in the response to medications, and therefore there are a wide variety of genes which are implicated. Um, but I like to think of these both as pharmacokinetic genes and pharmacodynamic genes. So pharmacokinetics is what the body does to the drug. And this includes metabolism and excretion. And for example, certain enzyme families, such as the cytochrome P450 family, are extensively involved in drug metabolism. Now, these enzymes can have different forms or what we call genotypes. And some metabolize medications faster than others, which will have effects on blood levels of the medication and can therefore affect how well the medication works and also whether there is a risk of side effects. Mm. Now, pharmacodynamics, I think of as what the drug does to the body. Yeah. And this includes receptors and ion channels. And so, for example, if a medication is unable to bind to a certain form of a receptor, it is unlikely to have high efficacy. So are there any examples of pharmacodynamics in the NHS at the moment? Yeah, so um, pharmacogenomics has actually been used in the NHS for quite a while. Um, mm. This is something that not all um, specialists are aware of, but I'll give you some of the common examples. Um, so something that has been around for quite a while is pharmacogenomic testing for abacavir. Um, abacavir is an antiretroviral medication used in HIV. And certain patients have a form of a gene called HLA-B5701. And if you have this certain genotype, you have, a you have a chance of having a severe hypersensitivity reaction with abacavir. So because these reactions are so serious, um, what now happens is that genetic testing for the HLA-B5701 gene is carried out before abacavir is prescribed. And if you have the risk variant of the gene, you will not be given a bacavir, and your treatment will be tailored to include a different medication. And um, so another example is uh, thiopurines, such as azathioprine. So these types of medications are metabolized um, in part by an enzyme called TPMT. And if 
an individual has a low functioning version of the enzyme, so it doesn't break down the azathioprine very well, you will end up with higher levels of it in the blood. And that can cause problems because of high levels. Uh, for example, one serious side effect is bone marrow suppression. So what happens is that the TPMT gene is looked at before the thiopurine is prescribed. And based on the result, you could choose to either not prescribe it, to lower the dose, or you could prescribe normally based on the variant of TPMT that's present. Sorry, could I just ask on that, on, on the thiopurine? So if I, as a GP, have got patients on thiopurine, should I actually check with the rheumatologist and specialist that this test has been done or shall I assume it? It's definitely worthwhile checking that the patient has in fact had a test for it. Thank you. Uh, uh, probably a take-home message for me to check as well. So another example is pharmacogenetics to avoid hearing loss, which is a trial that was recently carried out in a neonatal intensive care unit. And this is a really good example of translational medicine or bench to bedside medicine. And basically what this looked at was a certain gene variant that can result in severe hearing loss or total deafness in children who are given even one dose of an aminoglycoside antibiotic such as gentamicin. And so what they did was they have a bedside, um, they have bedside equipment that can look at whether this gene variant is present or not. Um, you get the result in 20 minutes, and then you can make clinical decisions based on that result. So if the child turns out to have the variant, you would not prescribe gentamicin and choose something else. While if they don't have it, you can safely go ahead and prescribe it. And that, I think that's a really nice example just of how we're actually using genetics now in real time um, and actually in, in the ward, pretty much. Absolutely. And then the last example I wanted to talk about is a recent example um, that's become part of testing. And this is for all patients who are starting chemotherapy with fluoropyrimidines, um, such as 5-FU. And similar to what we mentioned with TPMT, this kind of chemotherapy is broken down in part by an enzyme called DPYD. And again, if you have low activity of DPYD, you will not be breaking down fluoropyrimidines very well, and therefore you will have higher blood levels, which can cause severe reactions. So now all patients will be tested for their DPYD genotype prior to starting chemotherapy with fluoropyrimidines. Excellent. So where do you see genomics uh, taking this field in the future? So it's likely to become more integrated into clinical practice as more information becomes available. Um, and as we have mentioned in a previous podcast, um, by 2025, we want to have sequenced about 500,000 whole genomes. Mm. So it's projected that by this time, pharmacogenomics will become a new normal for the NHS, as we'll be gathering a lot more information on how the whole genome affects the metabolism of medication. So pharmacogenomics will become more fine-tuned and I definitely see it becoming more integrated into clinical practice. And so as we get more information, it will help us to predict which drug gene interactions are significant and therefore which should be included in routine care. So do you think the days of muscle aches and people taking statins will be gone? Well, um, I think that might be optimistic, but you never know. <laughs> I definitely think we will know a lot more 
about fine-tuning uh, medication regimens, especially for patients who are, have polypharmacy, um, because then you'll not only take into account the patient factors that we already do. So for example, um, their age, their BMI, renal function, you know, all these things we think of, but we've got another piece of the puzzle in terms of the genome, uh, the genome and the information there, which will help us to optimize. And we may well need to involve our IT companies to actually give us some prompts saying, uh, please do this test before you prescribe this medicine or something. Maybe Definitely, yes. So uh, I'd say on one side, the science behind it is extremely important and is emerging, but then the way in which it's implemented is another yes. very important part of it. Um, and those two together will be what will lead to improvements in healthcare. Well, as GPs, we're, we're pretty good at implementing things, so let's keep together, connecting together. Thank Fantastic. You. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Genomics Now, a series of conversations hosted by healthcare professionals of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Service. Our aim is to complement other genomic-focused educational tools with bite-sized podcasts that explore how clinical genomics is developing in England's NHS. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to develop as part of the Genomics Now podcasts, please let us know. Also, we'd love to hear about the episodes you've enjoyed and how they have helped you with training. Please get in contact with us on the link given with this podcast or tweet us at North Thames GLH. You will find this and other educational resources at the North Thames GLH website.